0: Here's your boy Q. Q.
1: And here we are kicking off hour number three of the show. We have no more guests lined up the rest of the way. So it's all you Raider Nation. It's you, Lindsey Brown, who's running the wheels of steel. Holding it down for DeMond as DeMond's on vacation enjoying Dollar stakes, But Lindsey's doing a fantastic job as Thank always. You. We definitely appreciate her. But we appreciate you as well, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. And our don'tbebroke.com bro- text line 69187 keyword r Also coming up this hour, uh, we got our winner of the March Mania Bracket Challenge. We had over 200 entries. And we have one winner. It's going to win $2,500 cash and more and we'll call them coming up this hour as well and let them know that they got hooked up with that. So uh, got a lot to get to. Jordan Reed and Matt Miller got some sound from them on their pre-draft conference call that they had uh, last Friday. As a matter of fact, Todd McShay will have his tomorrow. So as you can tell, we might not have any guests, but we got a lot to get to, and we're excited about it. The question that I threw out there, do you want the Raiders to trade up to the number three spot with the Cardinals? So stay right where they're at and let a really good player fall to them. And my guy, Sean136 on Twitter, at roll underscore N underscore dubs, actually hit me up. And he actually started this whole thing because he sent a tweet earlier and said, Q, we have to take a big risk swing at a player like Richardson, Young, or Stroud. People forget we have Mahomes in our division. Trade up the three and take one of them. We still have plenty of draft capital to add to the defense. Having a top five offense will help. Sean also chimed in on Twitter again and said, having Richardson learn the system behind Jimmy and Hoyer seems like the perfect scenario. Richardson wouldn't have to be thrown in the fire in case Jimmy went down. We all know AR needs time. When uh, We can win with now with Jimmy and we can prep for AR for the future. Uh, Also, we got a tweet from the real Dan Maxwell. Forget Richardson now when it comes to the signing of Brian Hoyer. He thinks that that means that they're out. I don't necessarily believe that, but we do appreciate your feedback. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our good friend, Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Raider Mike?
2: What's up, Q? Long time no speak. How you been?
1: Good, man. How are you?
2: Good to go. First off, what happened to the
1: tailgate this morning? Uh, They're just on vacation.
2: Okay, we're good. They'll
1: be back tomorrow.
2: Let's move on. All right. Anyway. I I'm, I'm Jamarcus Russell Gunshy, shy <laughs> I just am. I know that's right. <laughs> and and I've been a fan since 68. I yeah, I mean the Heidi games, the the first game I actually remembered. You know. And did we flip out when we brought Alzado over from the Broncos? No. Did we flip out when plunkett ex patriot and niner come over one two rings did we flip out when we brought michael haynes over from the patriots we're only flipping out now because they killed us over the past 21 years we're jealous and that's horrifying to think but that's where we're at mark davis is not al davis he does not know talent like Al did. He does not know how to, how to run a team like Al did. He doesn't know how to pull triggers on trades like Al did. And Al lost it his last seven, eight years. He just, you know, draft the fastest guy in the first round. I mean that was his <laughs> that's what he did till, till the bitter end. And and Mark just I mean he's trying. Right. And he's handed over the reins to two guys that have six rings on their fingers. So, Raider Nation, relax. These guys have only been – they inherited a draft last year that didn't start till the third round. Now we, we're loaded with picks. So, we take the best stud available. And if it's Christian Gonzalez, that's, that's the Raider way. Two lockdown corners and then bring the heat up the middle and eat quarterbacks. And that's the only way we're going to beat Mahomes. So, and I'm with, uh, what is it, Carter?
1: Yeah, Jalen Carter, yep.
2: He, he is a He's a game wrecker. I, he is. I, I'm yep. in Florida. You know that, Q. Yep. i watched this guy destroy SEC offenses for years now. And sure, he had an issue. His brain got a little rattled because he lost a friend. And it wasn't good circumstances. There's no drugs or alcohol involved. There's no rugs kind of waft there. It just, if he's there, bring him in because Max will eat like no other. And I think Chandler will turn an turn old Chandler. And, and what we want to see is Tampa defense, our defense, the Mahomes Super Bowl where he got just destroyed. That's what we need right now. A defense that does that to Mahomes, not just him, Herbert. And now we got Russell Wilson, although I think he's done. Anyway, that's all I got, Q. It's good to good to talk to you again. I gotta go back to the island. that finally got a day off.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Cleaning this place up. And uh, they're probably gonna get another hurricane to blow up all our work before we get it done. But anyway, Ray!
1: There he goes, stuff. Raider Mike. Good stuff, my man. Be good out there in uh, Florida. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. When you talk about players coming in from other organizations and uh, the Raiders have been notorious for bringing in players from all over the place and nobody's been flipping out. But you bring up a good point that the Patriots, you know, have been killing the Raiders for years. And, and to be 100% honest, a lot of teams have been killing the Raiders for years. I mean, they just haven't been, you know, if we're being 100 for being a you know keeping it a buck, mm-hmm. a lot of teams have been killing the Raiders for years. So yeah. it doesn't feel good. No, of course not. And
0: it's kind of a different way because just of, if you think about the way the narrative changed on Kevin Durant in the NBA when he decided to go to the Bay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Everybody's a huge fan of him. You had the speech with the with his mom. You had a real MVP. Mm-hmm, yeah. But then you go and join the winners, or you go and join someone yeah. that that is perceived to have everything, and and somehow you're not working as hard, even though that's un- untrue. And, and I just think there, there's a disconnect with that uh, that we have as a maybe as a society in what what is earned earning things the right, right way right, the right, right thing the right way is finding what, ways to get things done
1: right and Facts. that's what they do that's that's what they're doing and that's what they're attempting to do and obviously we'll see it play out in the regular season but right now they're trying to put together a roster that they believe can do exactly what Lindsay just described. And just win. And and that's ultimately what it's all about. Sir Whiskey Ray, hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. Good afternoon. Today's topic is a good one. I'm going to stay consistent and want to stay at number seven in the draft. No need to move up as I don't want to give up any additional picks to only move up a few spots. We will get a solid pick at seven. I'm a big believer in letting the draft come to us. I hear a lot of noise and fans wanting to move up. However, why give up picks when we need all 12 of them? This draft is super critical. We absolutely must hit on majority of our picks. I repeat, stay at number seven and we'll get a blue chip player. That's Sir Whiskey Ray, and that's the thing about it. Snaps
0: for Whiskey Ray. I mean,
1: that's the thing about it. Mm -hmm. You're guaranteed to have an opportunity at a hell of a defensive player if you just stay there at seven. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. They're all going to go
0: pick quarterbacks. It's going to fall down. down Trickle-down economics, baby.
1: The top two you know are quarterbacks. Like, I mean, I don't have to be a draft guru to tell you the top two are quarterbacks. Number three, Arizona gets a little tricky. Most likely, a team's going to trade up. Whoever it's going to be. Tennessee, Colts, anyone. Like, just say the Raiders stay at seven then that's another quarterback taken off the board. Or even if the Cardinals pick at that number three spot, okay, Will Anderson's gone. All right, so that's three players gone. You still have Christian Gonzalez. You still have Devin Witherspoon. You still have Jalen Carter. You still have Tyree Wilson. Like, just the simple math, you know Mm -hmm. the Colts at four are going to most likely take a quarterback, right? The Colts are going to take a quarterback. So then again, you have another really good player dropping to you, a really good defensive player. So you can start to build that defense that has been starving for talent for a very long time. You can start Especially to Especially at the cornerback position. Right. Cornerback, defensive line. Like, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Like, as much as I like the cornerback position, I think Christian Gonzalez and, and Witherspoon would both fill a very good void. I mean, if Tyree Wilson's there, I'm very tempted to take him too.
0: Yeah, I absolutely.
1: Mean, I think he could fill, like, two voids at the same time. He can kick inside if he wants to. He's a big dude. Or he could be on the edge. He can spell Max. He can spell Chandler. Uh, he can come in at the same time. I mean, he can he can do all that, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing. You want to be in an advantageous position. Getting mm-hmm. into an arms race to to trade up for uh, the next quarterback wonderkind isn't always going to be in in your best favor. There's just so many other areas of need that I think that this team needs to address before you start going on a fishing expedition like that
1: and, and that's very well what they could do they could stay pat and just let it fall to them and see exactly what happens and then you use the rest of their drafts to navigate through the draft like okay uh, there's a player that we really covet let's go package these two picks together real quick and move up and go get them or 100 hey here our guys falling a little bit let's move back a couple spots and we'll still get that same guy and start to turn the roster over it's 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 really a good good question good thoughts. And it's only April 4th, and the first round of the draft is for 23 more days. So there's going to be a lot of movement between now and then. Let's go back out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Dave Casanova, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? How you doing, sir? Good, Um, fantastic.
2: I listen to your show all the time. Good deal. And uh, how about the Raiders go defense and
1: get Max Dugan later in the draft? Okay, from TCU, the quarterback out of TCU. You like him? Yeah, he, he, in the semifinal game, man, he showed me guts,
2: the will to win. Alabama killed him, I mean <laughs> Georgia. But
1: I think he has uh, talent and uh, the will to win. Okay, I like it. I like it. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate you. And, I mean, he's, he's a late-round pick. You know, he's a guy that just like the texture earlier that they can go and find a developmental quarterback and try to work with him and if it works great if it doesn't then well you didn't waste a a, a top pick on him and you can either move on from him at some point you could trade him at some point there's always teams that need quarterbacks and the one thing that Duggan proved to the whole college football world this past season is that he could win
0: yeah and he has some great guys that he could learn behind and I think it certainly checks a lot of boxes it I think it takes a different type of bravery to to attempt what they're going to do with this quarterback position if they do decide to go that route. I think that's the route to go. I think it's a late-round pick, and you invest in somebody who's a project, and you see if he can latch on to the system, see if he can turn in to one of those Sweeto player coaches that Brian Hoyer has turned into. That's what yeah. all these guys are, is to help alleviate a lot of the the busy work that it just takes to get things communicated and stuff. But you know, that bravery, you also gotta say it to Casanova Dave. He was a little nervous about coming on, so I'm glad that he did and he brought that to our attention.
1: Look at you. You got everyone coming out the woodwork. That's it. He
0: was like, I'm a little shy. I'm like, well that's a great thing about radio, you don't have to show your face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is the w- hey man, that's one thing. It's so fun. Like I've never been shy ever in my life. Shocking, no. right? <laughs> but that's the one thing that they always said about radio. They're like, You don't have to show your face. You're good. You can mm-hmm. be behind the mic. And I was like, Oh, I'm good. Like it's cool. I don't care. But yeah, that's 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 true. You know, you can uh you can just call in and give your thoughts. And Lindsay's got Casanova calling in. So there you go. I mean, there, there's, Lindsay's bringing them out the woodwork. So we definitely appreciate her. 702 365 9200. Keep those calls coming. Don't be broke.com. Text line to 69187. Keyword R&R. How about this one from Jim and Yonkers? He said, Q, what if the Cardinals want us to include DeAndre Hopkins? I'm all for getting Richardson if he's there at three. Thanks for a great show. You know that's something that Alex Clancy brought up when we talked to him in the first hour. Because well, I started because I brought up Hunter Renfro only because his name. I'm not trying to start no mess and start start no rumors, but you know his name has been in in the conversations about potentially be being moved. And so I thought, okay, well, would the Cardinals take Renfro as part of the trade package? to get up to, you know, for the Raiders to help get up from number seven to number three. And he mentioned, well, maybe if they took DeAndre Hopkins back in return. And I'll tell you right now, if they took DeAndre Hopkins back in return, again, I know this isn't Madden and this isn't fantasy football. Just force
0: it through. Right,
1: right, right, yeah. right. I'm not a fantasy football guy at all. Like, that is not my bag. I don't play that at all. I, I just don't. That's not my bag. But, man, if you just looked at that team on paper <laughs> I mean you have Devonte Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, you have Jacoby Myers I mean jeez right? Hans team where I mean where can you go wrong? Not right? very I mean, many places. Jimmy, Jimmy G just. Do they th- need to
0: go deep, or can we dump it off into the flat and maybe just, make our things work with the yards after the catch? I think we're going to be fine.
1: Yards after the catch. Yeah. Don't, I think no think we're need be to even to go deep. You got DeAndre Hopkins with like a size 18 hand or whatever. I mean, he can go up and, and, and muscle it. Put it anything. up there. It sticks to it. Right, exactly. It's like a fly swatter. It, it, that's exactly right. That would be nasty. Uh, I don't think that's realistic, but that would be nasty. 702 365 9200. Let's go back out to the phone line. So we got up. Raider Dave. Raider Dave. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
4: Hey man, I was just curious. I heard some news about Bennett uh, getting arrested, and I figured that he'd probably slide back a full round. I'm full out on getting Witherspoon or uh, or a corner if the Raiders can trade back to eleven or nine or something okay. like that, and getting another third round pick. But man, if that D if that D lineman is there, I just think that you know when you look at the MVPs year after year, if somebody in the defensive side of the ball is going to have any sort of chance at being an MVP, it's always a D-lineman. So, you know, corners just don't rate the same way, and they're not as expensive. So looking down the road, I think if the Raiders have the opportunity to bolster the defensive line, that's the reason they need to do that. But do you think Bennett might slide back?
1: Yeah, and thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Yeah, I think Bennett's going to be a late-round pick anyway, and you're talking about when he got arrested a little DUI, and uh, there's actually the body cam video came out, and he was talking about uh, the police ruined his reputation and all that. But <laughs>
0: oh, we love a people that point every finger towards you guys others ruined except ruined it for me. So my coach what? always says, you point your finger, you got uh, four of them coming right back at you.
1: Right, exactly. So, yes, that's a Bennett. I think he's going to be a late-round uh, pick anyway. The one thing I can say about him is he's about the same size as Bryce Young, and he's a winner. Right? I mean, now he had a really good team around him. Bryce Young did as well. He's won two national championships. Bryce Young won one. Now, I'm not saying they're on the same page, but there's been many guests that we've had on this show that's like, you, this guy's not really as bad as people think. He's just a smaller dude, just like Bryce. A lot of people don't like him. He's a little bit older. He's got a little bit of an arrogant stretch to him. But, you know, I mean... He could be a guy that maybe Coach McDaniel says, you know what, let's take a late-round flyer on and let's see what he's got.
0: They did pretty good job with the quarterback that was told no a lot in college as well. And so that is that is a heavier chip than a lot of people are willing to acknowledge.
1: That's a great point. Great point. 702-365-9200. Who we got up now? Operator Raider. Nice. Operator Raider, welcome to the show. What's up, Q? It's been a minute. Yes, sir. What's going on with you? Uh, no, Now, Raider Dave kind of just took what
2: I was about to ask you with Stetson Bennett. I was just like... The dude's a, a, a winner. He's he's won two national championships. Why not just why not just go do the patriot thing, the most patriot thing ever, and then take a quarterback late and then like Brady? Because I don't I don't know I don't know why people aren't talking about him more. He's he's a winner. Right. Why not Why not just wait till day two or three to go draft him? I don't, I don't see what the problem is if if we're literally going to sit there and and take a defender at number two. Why not or number seven? Then why not just. Sit back and wait for a winner that you could develop. He can learn under McDaniels. He's got the the right tools. He can make the throws. I don't.
1: I don't know. No, that's a good point. Thank you for the call, Operator Raider. It's good to hear from you. And yeah, that's the thing about it. I think that's what the addition of Jimmy G does, right? And I asked Dave Ziegler when we were at the owners' meetings. You know, what does that do as far as the draft? It doesn't force them to have to reach for a quarterback. They don't have to say we desperately need this guy. Like Carolina is getting a quarterback. There's no doubt. Houston is getting a quarterback 99.9%. Indianapolis is going to get a quarterback 99.9%. The Raiders don't have to literally grab a quarterback. They can get the best player available, which I would prefer to be on the defensive side of things, right? I mean, they they have that opportunity because they have Jimmy G. Now, he's not a guy that I'm guaranteeing is going to play 17 games. That's the reality of it. I'm not going to BS you. I'm not going to blow smoke up your backside. That's not, not my get down. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. But – he is a quarterback that knows what he's doing, and oh by the way, now, with the addition of Brian Hoyer, not a sexy guy, but he's got the he's got the the, the knowledge and the know-how to also run a Joshua Daniels offense. He's not going to win you a bunch of games, but he's also not going to sit there and lose you. he'll at least keep you in games. so you can take a a shot at a uh, a later round guy. You could take a head and hooker if he's there in round two, or if you want to trade up into the end of back uh, round one and get him, or he could take a Tanner McKee, or you could take a DTR, or you could take a Stetson Bennett, just like many have mentioned. So uh, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. We'll get one more call and then we'll take a quick break, and then we'll call we'll call our winner from the March Mania Bracket Challenge. I got to make sure I do that before the show's over. Or Craig and True promotions. Dad. Yeah, Craig will be mad. Craig don't play around. Craig be like, Q!
0: No, he's stocking these hallways. That's what
1: I'm saying, man. I mean, look, it's better Craig stock the hallways than Ari. When Ari's stocking the hallways, I know there's a problem. Yeah,
0: there's something to fix.
1: <laughs> exactly. You, you
0: just added to the list. And I'm
1: not Bob the Builder. I don't like fixing things. Right? I I like to do the show without having to worry about things. So I'd rather see Craig than Ari, and that's nothing personal against Ari. But let's get one more call. Who we got up? Yeah, Tim. Tim. Uh, is Tim in Texas? Welcome, Tim. Hello. How y'all doing? Yes, sir. The Lone Star State. Welcome. What's up, Tim? Okay. I was
3: just uh, thinking that um I know you know everybody be looking at the top 5 quarterbacks but they it, it it is actually some pretty good quarterbacks in this draft. I really like the uh Dorian Robinson from UCLA.
1: Yeah, DTR, yep. Uh
3: he's basically I mean he's basically uh uh Anthony Richardson almost with just more experience. He can't run as fast of course, but he can run. Right. And I mean he's a little wild, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure his skill his his skills can be honed in, and I and I've always liked the guy from Georgia, Bennett, mm-hmm. and I like the the guy from Fresno State, and I mean I know um, as bad as everybody saying that we need a quarterback, blah blah blah, and all this kind of stuff. If you if we can't get that right one uh, up there in the first round, I think that I think they're gonna have plenty of um, plenty of um, room to get one in the third or fourth round because I I. I I when he, whenever uh McDaniel's had the conversation uh with you guys a couple of weeks ago at the combine it's one thing that I noticed that he said and you know when he was talking about the quarterback he he I mean he said that we're going to probably get one maybe two quarterbacks in the draft and uh I think I think in the third and fourth round and, and and down below I think they can get a couple of guys to bring in there to uh to help out I mean well to to hone in and get them going
1: all right, good stuff, Tim. In the Lone Star State, always good to hear from you, my oh, man. I definitely appreciate you. And yeah, he did mention that. He mentioned it multiple times at the combine, like you mentioned, and then he also mentioned it at the owners' meetings. And you know, he rattled off a bunch of different quarterbacks, and you know, so obviously they're doing their due diligence and their homework. Uh, Anthony Richardson comes in on Friday to the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Will Levis was here on Monday, so they're doing their due diligence on not only just the top five quarterbacks, like you mentioned, but also guys in the later rounds as well. Tim, great stuff. We do appreciate you. Keep those calls coming. Keep those. T- Text come 69187, keyword R&R, and 702 365 we will come back. We'll get your calls. We'll get your texts. We'll get some sound from Jordan Reed and Matt Miller. Plus, we'll call our winner of the March Mania Bracket Challenge. We'll do it all next here on Red Nation Radio 920.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q.
1: We've had a fun show so far. We've been going fast and furious. Lindsey Brown behind the wheels of steel. She's been holding it down. Sitting in for DeMond, who's vacationing. What's vacation? But he's on vacation right that? now. Right, who does that? Damon's trying to get a little little time away before the draft and everything starts to ratchet up. We'll have a little bit of a a little downtime after the draft. There'll be like rookie mini camp. There'll be a little small things here, a little three-day windows of, of activity. And then we'll have a little bit of a dead time where it'll be maybe not even a month maybe like two to three weeks i think at the max but we'll still be pumping out great content here on radio nation radio 920 but there's a little small window so my vacation is coming up at the end of june last year i took it at the end of may but this year we're going to roll at the end of june so we're gonna
0: do anything fun you have a plan hawaii.
1: hawaii again that
0: sounds like a great time and the
1: thing is i went to hawaii last year mm-hmm. and i was like oh i gotta go again you know what yeah, I mean? like, right away yeah i'd never been until last year and it was fantastic and i don't swim uh I, I let it be known i can't swim and that's fine but i okay. sure can snorkel
0: <laughs> right, right? You they, sw-
1: they give me a noodle and i'm good <laughs> god it's
0: co- snorkeling's so fun
1: <laughs> i only done it once yeah. i'm gonna try to do it again protect so. those
0: damn reefs
1: so there you go the end of uh june that's uh when uh, me and the fam are supposed to go out and do a little little uh hawaii action for our vacation get away and then come back fully recharged and ready to go full throttle for another year because that's what we do around here but Not about about me and vacation time. How about we get a winner? We had our March Mania Bracket Challenge. It was a whole lot of fun. Over 200 uh, contestants, uh, people put their brackets in. Uh, UConn obviously came out the winner last night, and uh, my bracket was busted immediately. UCLA lost, but Arizona lost in the first round. They lost in the first thinking round, and so I had UCLA and Arizona. I was a prisoner of the Pac-12 championship game that was played here in Vegas, and so I lost, but our winner did not lose. Our winner... Well, we're going to let him know. We're going to give him a call right now as uh as we have Lindsey efforting them right now. Hello. Hey, is this Peter? Yes, it is. Peter, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing all right. How about you? Real good. Real good, man. You got this March Mania thing down. You you got yourself a nice little bracket, huh? Um Well, I knew I picked UConn, but I thought the rest of it was kind of a wreck. (laughs) Well, hey, at the end of the day, sometimes all you got to do is have the winner. And uh, you did have the winner. You had the highest score in the LV Sports Network March Mania Bracket Challenge. And you had the best bracket. You're the winner, my man. Get out of here. Yeah, man. I'm serious. Like, I'm looking at – this is Q, by the way, from uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking at your scores. I'm looking at everyone else's score. And I'm looking at my score and thinking – where did I go wrong? What's wrong with me? So how did I get <laughs> <laughs> Why is my score so low? <laughs> Was, it close? Was um, it close? No, not really. I mean, the next person, you had 236. The next person had, I think, 212 or something. So uh, you beat them pretty well, man. You did a good job. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, congratulations. You're getting hooked up with $2,500 from the Dollar Loan Center and a two-night staycation and a $500 resort credit at South Point Hotel. Just for playing along with us on LVSportsNetwork.com. Holy crow! I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah, believe it, man. It's pretty cool. Not only did UConn win in a really good game, they dominated all all tournament long. But now you're getting uh, you're getting hooked up as well, just for watching and and having a little bit knowledge more knowledge than the rest of us.
2: This is
1: not a prank call, right? No, no. Hey, look, man. I, I wish it was. <laughs> I wish someone would call me and tell me I won. But no, this is this is all you, man. You're the winner.
3: Uh, you're awesome thank you very very much
1: no problem no problem hey our guy craig from promotions really good guy he'll be giving he'll give you a call and give you all the details but yeah man you're getting $2,500 from dollar loan center like i said a two-night staycation and a $500 resort credit at south point hotel so you're getting it all man just for playing so we definitely appreciate you it's amazing i appreciate you thank you very much no doubt no doubt congratulations again that's awesome uh i i get prank calls well not prank calls but i get back you saw in the commercial break i had someone from tire service calling what do he say what he asked if my name is caesar caesar <laughs> that's the calls i get i'm
0: surprised the guy answered because i see a, a phone number that is not saved in my phone that goes directly to voicemail. oh i do that too i yeah. do that
1: too but you know the thing is now a lot of our cell phones have at least caller id sure so he probably had some kind of idea that it was at least a radio station Uh, Actually, I don't even know what it said. I remember one time we tried to call the wife to ask her something on the air live, and she was like, I wasn't answering that phone. I didn't know what the – like it said, I think, I don't know what radio station it said, but it was some call letters that she wasn't aware of. And she's like, I ain't answering that. So, yeah.
0: And like, how many times in your life do you purely win something? And especially with the package. I mean, right. what do what they give it? What did they get?
1: $2,500. I mean, just that part alone, $2,500 yeah. is amazing. You know, and then get the staycation package as well. $2,500 courtesy of the Dollar Loan Center. That's the DLC. A two night staycation and a $500 resort credit at South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. That's
0: a smorgasbord of prizes.
1: Who you t- I, look, I could take that five hundred dollar credit right there myself. I, I'll cut
0: that in a third and have a hell of a time. <laughs> give me the staycation, baby. Put some 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 cucumbers on the eyelids. There you d- go. I've never done the hotel robe bit. I need to do. Oh, that. Oh really? Yeah, I've never been in a hotel room where they give you robes like nice. voluntarily, nice. and so that's that's the goal.
1: I sent the wife on a. What was it? One of those like pampering type. Spot days. Yeah. spa sure. day thing. And facials
0: going. Yeah.
1: She did all that good stuff. And okay. she said it was great. But I don't you know, obviously I went there. So I don't know. But she said it was fantastic. So maybe that's something similar. Beauty
0: so. is pain. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes there. <laughs> but they gave you the cucumbers on the eyeball. So everything is fine.
1: There you go. Everything is fine. Well, we'll have many more prizes like that. Congratulations. Did you did you ever uh, did you see what your score was? On what, your, for the bracket? Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm ethically against the bracket, so I didn't make one. <laughs> wait, wait, but wait, next wait, wait, year, wait, wait,
1: hold on. Hold on. Rewind.
0: Well, you don't do fantasy.
1: I don't. You're right.
0: Bracket's kind of fantasy. Well,
1: that's a good point. I never thought about the it The brackets like that. are
0: kind of just making the tournament about yourself. I, I think we've gotten so caught up in wow. the brackets. Okay, and you so know what? I, as a former college athlete, we were not allowed to fill those out. Right. and so I just well, kind of kept course. that going on because nice. you know you never know when I could get that eligibility back. They're <laughs> handing they're handing out six years like right. candy right now. <laughs> Got that NIL, that NIL pandemic, deal? That pandemic year you graduated in twenty fifteen. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's all good. Nice. All good.
1: Does Lindsay have any eligibility left? We got some NIL money for My program wishes. I heard that. Look, I ain't mad at that at all, but uh, we'll have plenty more prizes where that comes from. I'll tell you one thing about our guy Craig and promotions. He comes up with the best things. Think about this, and we're going to actually give out a pair of tickets. The morning tailgate will on Thursday. How about this? How about Power Trip? You're like, what, what is Power Trip? Power Trip is a three-day concert, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Empire Polo Club, uh, home of Coachello and Indio. Three nights, six bands. Friday night. Check these out. Yeah. Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden.
0: Oh, pack every leather thing you to hey, owned Hey, look, Hey, I'm
1: trying to tell you, man. Sweet child of mine. You're your first in Paradise line. City. Oh, do you? Oh, look, look, I'm trying to get my Axl Rose on right oh, now. Oh, look you at know. that. Take me down. To- okay, <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good. I'm good. Look, I had a lot of friends growing up, right? <laughs> hey, you started music, did you not? Hey, I did. You're an eclectic did.
0: mix of a human being. right? I'm not? trying
1: to tell you, man. Guns N' Roses was one of my go-to, man. Yeah. Axl Rose is that dude. Slash? Who didn't want to be Slash growing up? I uh, can't. Those sunglasses. I tried to convince my mom to buy a guitar for me, an electric guitar, because I wanted to play. Because I wanted to be Slash. I sure. ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Like I know that, that I probably guy just shouldn't drips. have. Like technically, in my mind, probably shouldn't have been that guy. I probably should have been Jimi Hendrix.
0: But that's all right. Either way. Either what way, are you connect with.
1: <laughs> hey, look. Hey. Slash was getting all the girls at that time. So oh, that, was, that's fair. So saying? he's
0: night one getting all the gals and the pals. Friday
1: night, Guns and Roses, Iron Maiden. Saturday night, Raider Nation will love this. ACDC. And Ozzy Osbourne.
0: Oh my goodness! And unfortunately, we don't know how many more shows Ozzy has. You ain't so, lying. are like, not lying. If there's if there's something to win, right? If there's something to participate in, right? You never know.
1: No doubt. You no doubt. Know. So that's Saturday night: AC/DC and Ozzy Osbourne. Sunday night, because the show must go on, yeah, right?
0: Three-day festival. Let's go.
1: Metallica and Tool.
0: Oh my. Oh my goodness. Now I
1: wasn't a big Tool person. But it's Metallica, cool to like Tool now. Okay. Well, there you go. Metallica yeah. though, all good. Again. Raider Nation will love Metallica. So Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor, and Heidi Fang on Thursday morning will give out a pair of tickets. These tickets don't even go on sale till Thursday. Dang. $675 a ticket is what those are worth. $675 a piece. And they'll be giving out a pair on Thursday morning.
0: And it's not about the price, people. It's about the experience. No, damn
1: that. It's about the price. (laughs) $6.75 is a
0: lot of money. I I pay festival prices because I'm a millennial, and we only get so many weekends a year to pretend like we're human beings like everybody else. So the festivals are huge. I will pay so much money for that. I'm
1: trying to tell you. That's awesome. So we Craig was able to hook that up. So all the way across our LV Sports Network, we have ESPN Las Vegas, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1230 AM The Game, and Radio Nation Radio 920. We're all giving out tickets. To power trip so that's going to be awesome october 6th 7th and 8th first pair of tickets we'll give out on the morning tailgate on thursday that's appointment listening make sure you tune in three nights six bands guns and roses iron maiden that's friday night saturday night acdz aussie Ozzy osborne sunday night metallica and tool boom tickets go on sale 10 a.m thursday just saying just throwing that Sign out there. me up i yeah. wish i could win man i'm trying to tell you if there happens to be an extra pair of tickets laying around i'm just saying i mean
0: we could carpool <laughs>
1: I got a little bit of room. We're
0: going to go in that minivan, though, not the Camaro <laughs> we would talk about in AR-15, right? <laughs> Get those DVD players out, baby! No
1: doubt, no doubt. When we come back, Matt Miller, Jordan Reed, I want you to hear some sound that they have on Jalen Carter. A lot of folks have hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and says Q. Stay there at 7, grab the best defensive player there, and if Jalen Carter's there, let him be the guy. We'll let you hear what the experts have to say next on Red Nation Radio 920.
3: Now back to Unnecessary
0: Roughness with your boy Q.
1: Got about 20 minutes left in today's show, and I'll tell you what, it's flown by. Really good guests on the show today. Starting things off with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Followed by Andrew Erickson, football analyst with Fantasy Pros, talking all things mock drafts. Of course, my guy, John McClain, gallerysports.com, Sports Radio 610. And then our latest guest, Mike Debate, host of Locked On Patriots. And, of course, you, Raider Nation, most importantly, you at 702-365-9200 and our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. The question that I threw out there to you, and it's really rolled out there because of a tweet that we got from Roll underscore N underscore Dubs. said, Q, we have to take a big risk or swing at a player like Richardson, Young, or Stroud. People forget we have Mahomes in our division. Trade up the three and take one of them. We'll still have plenty of draft capital to add to the defense, having a top offense will help and of course the thought is well are you ever going to be in position to get a top quarterback again do you plan on being in top 10 no team plans on being in the top 10 some teams just happen to be it's habit forming right and they end up there and i heard you lindsey this morning on the press box on espn say yeah well the jaguars were there like five six years in a row you know so it's that that that's what you don't want to be but they were
0: no, and that's you wanna avoid that cycle at all costs and you wanna make sure you're hitting on the right players and that means you're you're trusting the people in the front office and the coaching staff and their reads. Right. And and a lot of our fan base hasn't really been too happy with how they've been reading the greens so far this off season. That's all right. Like it's they're not gonna be able to to keep everybody happy, but there's just so much talent up and down this first round, especially on the defensive side. And I understand why, especially with the Patrick Mahomes thing. You're, you're right, right. we right. got to compete with some big-time artillery <laughs> in this division. But that doesn't always mean fight fire with fire. Like, slow them down. Maybe you keep them off the field a little bit more so you can sustain offensive drives and not always go, you know, uh, three and out.
1: Yeah, the best defense for Patrick Mahomes is him not on the field right. at all. There's, <laughs> there's
0: uh, multiple uh, ways that you can go at this. That's
1: true. That's many different approaches you could take. So, the question that I threw out there based off that tweet from Roland Dubs is Do you want the Raiders to trade up to the number three spot with the Cardinals and get a quarterback who could potentially be that franchise guy like Anthony Richardson or stay right where they are and let a really good player, particularly on the defensive side of them, the ball fall to them? So, Rose. Cody Raider said, love this topic. In my mind, it's simple. Why risk on the third or fourth best when you can get a number one D tackle or quarterback? Go get that defensive dog. And a lot of folks have said... Go get that defensive dog, and if that defensive tackle happens to be there, because that's something that the Raiders have not had since Daryl Russell, in my opinion, a real defensive tackle that can not only stop the run but also get after the quarterback. And for many years now, Jalen Carter has been considered the number one player right on the field, even at Georgia, number one player on the field. So Jordan Reed and Matt Miller on the pre-draft conference call uh, both talked about Jalen Brown. So let's go, or Jalen Carter, excuse me. So let's go ahead and start off with Jordan Reed and what he had to say about defensive tackle, Jalen. Car-
4: I think he's the best player in this draft class, but we've all seen the type of pre-draft process that
1: he's had. He's got his off the field stuff resolved as far as with the misdemeanors and getting that settled, which is great for him ahead of the draft. Um, But with Jalen, I think you're going to have to bring him into uh, a structured environment. He needs to go into a veteran laden locker room just because there's some things that he's going to have to iron out um, as far as how he's going to react once he gets a little bit more money. And then also, Um, How is he going to react in a NFL style of locker room? So with Jalen, the talent is not the question. Everybody knows that he's arguably the best player in this draft class. It's just how is he going to be on the next level? Um, And then what type of player exactly are you getting? Jordan Reed right there from ESPN talking about Jalen Carter. And the one thing that stood out to me, what he had to say is, You know, you have to be in a locker room with veterans, right? And we had Andrew Erickson on earlier who put out a mock draft, and he had him going number 10 to Philadelphia because of the familiarity he had with guys like Jordan Reed, N'Kobe Dean, guys that played with him at Georgia, guys that could say, hey, man, this is how we do things. This is when we get to practice. This is when we do that. This is how you be a pro, you know? And so do the Raiders have that? They have it in Max Crosby. They have it in Chandler Jones. That sounds like some really good veterans to start with, especially Chandler Jones, everything we heard about him last season where it was like, hey, I know the numbers aren't there. Max Crosby said it. Multiple players said it. Uh, The numbers might not be there, but what he does on the practice field, the leadership he brings to this locker room is massive. So maybe the Raiders have that infrastructure in place where that guy could be that guy. How about Matt Miller? What did he have to say about Jordan Reed?
4: Yeah, I was actually going to use the Trevon Walker uh, comparison for Tyree Wilson, not as a player comparison, but a similar situation where, you know, last year, all we talked about was Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson, like, this is the dude. And then we get to the combine, and here comes Travon Walker, you know. And by the time the draft rolled around, it was like, hey, yeah, this is the guy. You know, the Jags love Travon Walker. We saw the year he and Aiden both had. And I think you're playing the long game with those guys. Just like I think this year with Tyree Wilson versus Will Anderson, you're playing the long game with Tyree, betting on that his length and, and power will eventually surpass or eclipse what Will does from a, a quickness and, you know, agility standpoint. I think Jordan summed up the Jalen Carter situation really well. Uh, I'll say one thing that talking to scouts about Jalen Carter, what everyone has said is the the locker room, like Jordan said, it needs to be structured. Um, but you need leaders in there uh, that he's gonna that he will you know kind of get in line with. And, and talking to people at Georgia, one thing I, I heard consistently was Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean were those players uh, for him. They led that locker room and, and everyone followed. Everyone got lockstep. Now, in a vacuum of those leaders being gone, there wasn't anyone to step up and make sure that Jalen Carter, you know, showed up to practice on time, practice hard. Um, you know, our, our colleague Todd McShay mentioned it before the uh, you know news came out about the accident that there were concerns about football character with Jalen Carter. So I think the risk is big. Um, you know, we've we've seen situations like this before where you hear rumblings of like, hey, this guy might need some extra motivation. He might need extra attention in terms of. You know, now you're a professional. It's not just go to class, come to practice. It's this is your whole life is, is this job, basically. And is he, is he in a situation where he's mature enough to take on that responsibility and adhere to that schedule? I think that's why, like, wherever he gets drafted, I keep saying Philadelphia, I don't think he'll last to 10. Philadelphia would be so perfect for him because those leaders who were at Georgia are there. Like, they're in place. They're ready to go. Um, so wherever he ends up, I, I think that will be the hope is you almost want to assign him a big brother who says, All right, let's, here's how we do things here. This is how it works. This is where you need to be when you need to be there uh, to make sure that he can realize that potential because on talent, he's the best player in this draft. Uh, I, we've been saying that for two years. He was the best player on Georgia the last two years, and we know how great that defense was. So uh, I know I, for one, am hoping that that he gets things figured out and we get to see him realize that. There's
1: Matt Miller from ESPN talking about Jalen Carter, not Jordan Reed. I don't know why I'm getting all these names confused, but a lot of greatness in these conversations. <laughs> right, too. Jordan Reed is actually his colleague, not the guy that's going to be uh, a early draft pick in his upcoming draft. But he was talking about uh, Jalen Carter. But you also heard him talk about, you know, Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson, kind of the the thoughts about them as well before he got into the Jalen Carter conversation. And so the thing is, Lindsay, if he's there at number seven. If you're the Raiders, do you feel like like Matt Miller and and Jordan said that you almost have to have those guys in place? I mentioned Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, but you heard Matt Miller take it another step and say, okay, you might almost have to assign him a big brother. Is that worth it on the next level? I've always had a hard time kind of wrapping my mind around having to have Somebody look over someone who's supposed to be a professional.
0: Yeah. It's it's a hard dance because I, I'm someone that had a little bit of a rocky start to, to my career, and I had some people take second chances on me, and mm-hmm. I look at the way I turned out, and if I didn't get that patience, that understanding, what, what could have happened. And we know that talent is what moves the needle right. here. But given what's happened here, given what this fan base and and what the what the Tintor family had to go through, and I know that you can't make a direct comparison, but it's you're driving a car fast,
1: right, right, for sure.
0: And for me, the way that I look at it is, Nick Saban said there there is no such thing as wrong play, strong time. Mm-hmm. And it's about who you associate with. It's about decisions that you make. And if somebody's not quite ready to get that figured out, it really depends on the team. Like you're saying, are there people that can help hold him accountable? Is your team patient enough with somebody of this caliber, of this talent, and this capital price that you're putting on them for them to figure it out? And so he seems, the way that everybody's talked to him talent-wise, that he's a can't-miss. Right. But – I'd have a really tough time making that decision to say I'm going to bring him into this locker room at this point in time. I right. think that's where it's just like are what are your principles and are you a person that sticks to them or not?
1: Right. And, you know, the thing about it is I could see this staff saying, yeah, this is our guy because – They weren't involved in that last situation, right? Right. And again, like you mentioned, it's not the exact same, but there's similarities. There's things there. And, you know, I've said it, and I've been on the record multiple times, that me, myself, just as a person, I would have to pass. Yeah. Right? For personal reasons, myself, I would have to pass. But I'm not the one making the call. That's them, and I'm not going to come in here, and and I'm not going to, you know, disrespect them for making that call. If they feel comfortable, that's on them. But I know when I was in Texas, and I was covering the Cowboys, and Dez was drafted, Mm -hmm. and the Cowboys set up a – basically a big brother or someone, you know, a babysitter, let's just put it like that, to make sure that Dez was in the right place. I always said, why in the hell do you have to have someone that's a babysitter for a pro? Right. You know, I mean, and that's how I feel. And I know that I'm much older than these guys are right now. But I just feel like if someone's got to hold you accountable and make sure that you're where you're supposed to be when you need to be. And oh, by the way, they're lacing you up with a whole bunch of money at the same time. Right. There's a problem there.
0: There's a huge difference between individualism and accountability. And I think that's where we kind of get these two things mashed that, well, they're just being who they are. They're just this is what gets them into their their best zone. Well, it's, we're not just worried about their zone, though. They're right. part of you know a, a, a huge roster here. You're not the only cog in the entire machine. Even the quarterback has people to answer to. Right. And so it's just kind of that, that maturity and that switch of just being like, oh, I'm part of a larger th- machine, mm-hmm. and I need to make decisions that – Put me in the best position. Sometimes that means I, I, I show off my personality, but the locker room needs a little levitation. I'm going to go up and I'm going to do a little dance and we're going to celebrate and we're going to do all that. But there are moments where you need to tighten it up. And some people just haven't learned, you know, right. when to swear and and when you can't in front of your grandma and in church. Like it's right. just, those are just things you got to learn.
1: No doubt. No doubt about it. Got a couple good texts on the DolbyBroke.com text line that I wanted to get to. Uh, this one's from Charlie in Montana, and Matana. He said, Q, my wife and I have been talking about this for a bit now. She thinks we should stay at seven and take the best defensive player available. Jalen Carter. I did as well. And so I started listening to AR-15 and the guy you had on your show that talked about his work ethic. I think we should take the risk. His work ethic and his natural abilities will allow him to reach whatever ceiling he may have. He could be a better version of Mahomes. And this is what I'll say to that, Charlie. And Thank you for that text. I appreciate you. I'm a big work ethic guy. I'm a guy who believes in someone with their work ethic. And sometimes that's not always the best you know thing to think like okay just because he works hard means he's going to be good but i like taking a chance on a dude like that that's going to work hard he knows that he's got room to improve he's doing everything that he can uh he's very intelligent that's what everything that we've been doing the research we've been doing on anthony richardson is what we're hearing i'm willing to get in a foxhole with a guy that i know is going to bust his tail off right at least you know what you're going to get from him and i don't i don't have to say hey lindsey where's the Where's Jalen at? I don't have to worry about that, right? Are you
0: prepared for battle? (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, I am. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And
1: so I don't mind taking chances with a guy like that. And so that's that's what makes me start to lean towards Anthony Richardson. But then at the same time, I know that the defense needs to be addressed. And you don't have to go get Jalen Carter. You can go get the best defensive player that you feel is there. Maybe that's Tyree Wilson. Maybe that's Christian Gonzalez. Maybe that's Devin Witherspoon. Maybe that's other. Mm -hmm. And I'd be okay with that as well. So that's where – Really, kind of my split is that that a guy with a strong work ethic that is intelligent and feels like he can really get it done, I mean, I want to ride with that guy. I really do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I've built my whole career. Like, I ain't never been the most talented dude, but I'll, I'll outwork anyone. No, you want someone that knows
0: how to follow example and then understands their time when it's time to set the example.
1: Right, exactly right. And i uh, got another text. I've gone back and forth, but I think my current choice is to trade up. Trading from seven to three will cost less than trading from 12 to 16 range that I think we'll be drafting at next year. Picking at three guarantees you Stroud, young or Richardson. That's not too bad for a chance to have a franchise quarterback. They have 12 picks right now. Most likely won't be using all those package some and move on up. Uh, that's a text from the two, three, nine. And that's the other thing about it, man. Again, you have to think, is this team a team that you think is going to be in the top 10 next year? Cause everyone's talking about Caleb Williams and, you know, of course, uh, uh Drake Mays and, and all them. And, and look, there's a good chance that those guys are going to probably go one and two. There's also a good chance that someone else is going to be the quarterback. They'll be Anthony Richardson or Will Levis next year, right? Okay, quarterback three or four. Are you going to be in a range for one of those guys that you think is potentially your franchise quarterback, or are you going to consistently be having to pick Later round guys hoping that you can develop a guy, maybe a Stetson Bennett, maybe a Jake Hayner, maybe, you know, insert whatever quarterback, Tanner McKee, uh, you know, a Clayton Toon out of Houston. Man, are you going to continue to try to grab those guys, a Hendon Hooker? Or are you going to find a guy that really you believe in could be your franchise quarterback? That's the question that you have to ask, and that's always going to be, well, I'm glad it's not my decision, but that's, that's what the front office has to figure out. What's the best decision moving forward?
0: Right. Is it better to commit our current capital or push it off into the unknown?
1: Right. Exactly right. So uh, there's a lot of great feedback. One more quick text before we get up out of here. This one's a pretty funny one from Sir Whiskey Ray, a.k.a. Kayla, which Kayla is uh, uh, Demond's mystery girl that is his best friend oh didn't know
0: unfamiliar. that familiar
1: oh no quick story on that uh DeMond said that he played basketball at a very high level in school and kayla who's his best friend again uh-huh. never i she was on the show and i asked her have you ever seen him play and she said she never saw him on the court so to me wow. he never played right he never played as far as i'm concerned so this text says q who is the person who took my boo damon's job i will say she's fantastic in fact maybe damon will pay more attention to me now that Lindsay's filling in keep up the great job Lindsay. i feel the momentum for today's show, Ooh, I like Kayla. this guy.
0: That's probably a, a, That's a Whis- shared listener That's of Sir sorts. Whiskey Ray. There I love go. Sir Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. vodka gal personally, but you know what? I can dabble. <laughs>
1: Nothing wrong with that. Well, fantastic job, Lindsey. Definitely appreciate you. you. Raider Nation, definitely appreciate you for all the fantastic feedback we've gotten on the show. Uh, The morning tailgate will be back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. It'll be Clay, it'll be Heidi, and Vinny. Make sure you tune in again, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. JT from noon to 2, and, of course, I'll close things out 2 to 5 right here on Raider Nation Radio 920.